0: This song.
1: I
2: I got a professional guy.
3: A fiver.
2: (laughs) No, someone in Chicago. Someone was recommended. I wanted I wanted the genuine pony, uh, you know yeah, pony, yeah. But, mm, but, but, but like a unlicensed version, so this yeah. is what they came up with. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the SAP Podcast. As always, it's Dave Neal, Tasha Cord, and Shannon D. is in the house. What up? Good to yeah, have so you. welcome.
3: Thank you for you having me. I
2: can't believe it's been a couple years since you've been on the podcast. Lots to talk about. I yeah. want to let everyone know, we'll, we are going to talk a little Bachelor in a little bit because you, uh, you're you a fan of the show. Huge fan. Huge fan. Have to be. Mike, are you on the show? I don't know what you're dating. Are, are you... Uh, no, t- are you uh, taken?
0: Yes, taken. Um, it's our 6 year anniversary on Tuesday. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, Thank amazing. You. That's
3: quite an accomplishment. Six yeah. years is a long time. It is. I was
0: it's gonna, crazy. I was going
2: to make the case that um, if you weren't in a serious relationship that you get on there, but I guess six years you found, you found a man, you found a guy. Yeah,
0: and I would never, ever, ever... Do Couldn't that. do but it. I, no I mean well because I'm an actor and it's just like career suicide if you want to be a actor I mean if you want to be like a host or
3: an influencer an influencer
0: and things yeah. like that then it's a great career but I would never be taken seriously again yeah you know there's never been somebody
2: who's gotten anything from that show other than Nick Vile mm-hmm, I was gonna was say it's like, pl- uh, played a small role in a Lifetime movie but yeah. it's almost a, ironically like he will get cast because they know he'll get a Hundred thousand extra people will watch it because of him. Exactly. People
3: went from no name and I'm sure they had, you know, careers that were just fine in whatever Mm -hmm. field, but you know they—they've all managed to pretty much. I mean, anyone who's like gone pretty far, yeah. done well, stuck around for a while, gotten is known by America. Totally is now like mega successful in whatever they do, podcast, yeah. yeah, influencing podcasting. whatever their own clothing line, blah blah blah. Yeah, good you for know, them. I it's mean, a,
0: it's definitely if you can make it. Is yeah. Something. Yeah,
3: and you never know how you're gonna be portrayed, never. or like how long you're gonna last. Mm-mm. I just can't imagine like
0: it's such a risk.
3: Yeah, because you're you have to like tell your boss like I'm going away for three months. Will yeah. my job be here when I get back? I don't know. No. And then you get voted off the first night. I don't know. It's exactly.
0: Just- and they spend like I think like thou- I mean, some people, of course, but spend like thousands of dollars on clothes because you you know they don't dress you and you yeah. have to like. And have if you have to figure don't out how to do sponsors, your makeup yeah. for camera and just, I mean, it's like a whole thing. Well, what
2: I've kind of learned is that I watch the show as if I'm Matt James, the current bachelor. So I'll watch it being like, which of these girls would I want to hook uh, up with? Okay. Who or day, or, I mean, don't, don't you think are, Tasha? You're
3: thinking about like after the show.
2: Yeah. Just like hypothetically, like if no, Tasha like didn't if exist he, and yeah. that was me, I'd be like, Serena P, uh, yeah. Mari. There's just like, you're like this clearly. And then he sends yeah, one Mari's home hot. and you go, what are she you doing? Just
0: sent, he just sent her home. Yeah. She's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, oh. But
2: do you do that? Like if you're watching Bachelorette, do oh, you, totally. you look at these guys and you're trying to... I mean, see who I would like—that's what the show's all about, right? Putting—it's almost just like we're like, sort of like, um, safely cheating on each other. That's Tasha. why
3: <laughs> I thought that uh, Becca's choice, what was his name, Garrett, was so poor because I felt like he didn't really quite match her like intellect or personality. Mm. And I feel like when you're thinking about post-show, like, what's your life going to be post-show? Are you going to be a bachelor power couple? Like, what's yeah. his name, Ashley and Jared? Oh yeah, you know, like
0: they're so dorky. If you're going to be <laughs>
3: like, I, I think you've got to think long term and it's i guess if you want a simple life and maybe that's what she wanted and that's why she picked mm. him but i don't know i would be like looking for the other half of my power couple
0: Total. i mean yeah because you're both going to be like in the spotlight and making money off of well, your yeah, personality it's a huge
3: opportunity if but you want so it. much a big can,
0: stepping stone so much can come down to that like fantasy suite what if garrett rocked her
2: so- i mean let's be honest what if he rocked her socks what if they had great sexual chemistry well, remember
0: they broke the headboard <laughs> remember the next morning? Do you no. remember? I, I did not know that. You can find pictures of it on Google. That's so um, funny. Yeah, they, like the morning after, their headboard was just like... <sighs> Well, that's it, folks. I mean, look, that there answers that, that question. It.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was an IKEA headboarder. And I actually was telling Tasha this. I, you know, I had a friend in college where, like, you know, everyone would be crash on other people's couches or whatever. Mm. And we had, you know, because we've been like sofa shopping, trying to get like a, trying to like finally get like a nice sofa. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh yeah, I remember those hundred dollar Walmart futons. My buddy Whitey, like four hundred pound guy, like offensive lineman on the football team, yeah. just shredded my futon. Just wires everywhere. He <laughs> really? It looked like he just put it through. One of those car smashers And I'm like What This guy Bangs You know what I mean <laughs> Oh like, it was with her, Like
3: Yeah he had like a girl having sex
2: Oh for sure Oh wow Oh for sure I just yeah. thought Because
0: he was just huge
2: Well it's just I'm thinking the force Of this grown Athlete just whatever he was getting, whatever he was tangling himself up in, yeah. just and I was like, keep the futon. I mean, she <laughs> yeah, burned it. Like, it's yours now. But that's so funny. You mentioned that uh, their headboard broke because it took. I mean, you know, a lot of people, and this isn't like a gender thing, right? A lot mm-hmm. of people will stay in a, a relationship that's toxic because the dick y- is good.
3: <laughs> Absolutely, you yes, said, yes, you that's said a real it, not thing. me. <laughs> I think you get kind of like mesmerized.
0: Yeah, dickmatized.
2: <laughs> I'm hoping that's why Tasha stayed with me, but I I said, I sense that that's not. <laughs> Case. Seven years in, she's like, "Well, you know, you were just the last one standing at this point." <laughs> Why was it that stuck you to your guy? What was the what's what's the thing that keeps you going? Because six years in Los Angeles is a lifetime in the Midwest.
0: I mean, his dick, of course. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean that is, I mean, it is definitely the best sex I've ever had for sure. Like everything else before, that was just like sloppy, one night drunken hookups, you know, basically. So um, that. <laughs> that was part of it. Um, but no, he's just like a, he's a great guy. I love him to death. He's awesome. How'd you guys meet? A mutual friend we might have talked about this last time but that was two years ago yeah, i, I feel like did, but... i feel
2: like uh every 30 episodes my hard drive just wipes and i yeah, was like yeah. forget people's stories <laughs> no <laughs> i don't worst.
0: remember things people told me like last week so don't. Do you, worry.
2: are you but you're still you're still pretty young i mean you, you'll put our like if we even mention your age my knees are gonna hurt we're over there going to the chiropractor just no, trying I think to be we're all like the
0: same age. No, not even close because yeah. you're like noah's age right we i know you through noah uh, he's two years younger than me. Okay,
2: but you're like mid to late 20s. I am 30. Oh, congratulations. There Thank you go. You. She's in the 30s. Th- so, th- so Tasha's yeah. uh, also in the 30s, and I think we leave it at that. <laughs>
0: and I'm,
2: I always said I was in my late, early to mid 30s, but I'm 35 now, so I'm dead center yeah, you are mid 30s. You're so
0: solid mid
2: 30s. I'm basically like a young, spry 40 year old at this point. Oh, that makes
3: me like hurt inside to think that we're like so close to 40. Honey,
2: we've got, don't uh, be ageist, Tasha. We've got older listeners here. But everybody
3: talks about how old Tom Brady is and we're going to be there someday.
0: I mean, like, come on. Yeah, he's Athletes, old for... He's for, like for an athlete. For an athlete. I'm ready
3: to retire. Yeah. Put, put me out of pasture.
0: Yeah, somebody Seriously. join the Patreon
2: I've so like Tasha can... i started control. and I already want
0: to retire. But that's good <laughs> because
2: you've got a youthful glow here. I mean, ladies, Thank you guys you. can just roll out of bed and, and, you know, put yourself in the right lighting and play, you know, teens. You know, you guys could both be in Glee still.
3: With the right lighting. Yeah, sure. sure.
2: You know, it's so funny. It's like, (laughs) I don't think of these things because, I mean, don't get me wrong. If I, if I look, I was like, oh, I got the new iPhone 12. I'm going to look great. And I'm still like, oh boy, that's, Mm. I added like 4k. How about
3: like camera quality has gotten so good that we all look worse. You know oh what I mean? Oh my gosh,
0: I know. I'm but like, what I, why? Like, can we just why? go back to these
3: old cameras? Yeah, like and if get you watch me a camcorder. camcorder. In that, <laughs> what I noticed in all like about
0: the '90s, they look flawless. Yeah, yeah it, and well,
3: now, like, even just like evening news, you know, everybody has like great cameras that is like so
0: HD. You like, can see every not? line, every wrinkle, every pore. We don't want to see that. We've been uh, binging. <laughs> I don't want people to see me that. <laughs> way. We've been
2: binging Survivor, and Jeff Probst clearly gets better. Camera angles. When oh no! Like, hey, during
3: those, what do they call the there. tribal council? When he like does his commentary, he's got he must have four soft boxes. Like one, two, oh, three, yeah, yeah, four. Yeah. He's like so perfectly soft and diffused. It's amazing. <laughs> he's like
0: getting younger, and
3: everyone else is like getting rained on and sweaty and oh. gross.
0: It's like sipping his mimosas <laughs> in his trailer or whatever. Yeah,
2: we're at the age we're at the age here. Where, um,
0: by the way, we're on the roof for those who are
2: listening to the audio only. We we're, this might be our last rooftop ep- episode before we move out of Koreatown and and. Um, you know, bring my car back to safety as people have been following me. I mean, we me. hope. You no, know, I've had three car batteries <laughs> stolen and I just lost my license plates with a ticket. I got a ticket and my license plate stolen and my door kicked in. But I digress. We've chosen to move. But this might be our last rooftop podcast episode, which we've really enjoyed as a perk to an otherwise dumpster fire of a year mm. is, is just finding new ways to do things. So after a few months of the pandemic, wanting to kill each other in the kitchen, we finally decided to start having guests back on. And um, we haven't had too many, but it's been a real, a real fun experience to kind of get out here and, and start talking to people again. Like, have you noticed any sort of uh, changes to your lifestyle because of the pandemic? Like things you've, you've picked up that you wouldn't have otherwise done?
0: Mm. Uh, otherwise done. Like hobbies. Well, like how <laughs> how does your
2: like so has your social life changed at all? I mean, being yeah. in a long term relationship, that's probably a, a nice thing for the pandemic. You know, you've got each other.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've we've haven't been seeing too many people, especially because I just shot um, a show a couple days ago. So and I was like told or. They call it pinned, which is, like, you might have it, you might not. Like, three weeks ago, so I, like, basically just stayed inside the entire time because I didn't want to risk getting COVID and losing Which I, I wanted to commend
2: you for that because Tasha really appreciates people that take it seriously. Mm-hmm. You for know?
3: sure. I mean, I'm in the same boat. In Los Angeles, like— I, I, Everybody's a gig worker, right? At yeah. least, you know, I don't know a lot of people that have, like, HR-protected mm. jobs. Yeah, know, like, you
2: like would have lost jobs. this job if we oh, yeah. sneezed on you. And you it was for the home box office.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Otherwise known as HBO. Yeah. Tell us about it. Congrats. Thanks. It's a new comedy that's coming out. I guess it's, like, a dark comedy. And so I was really excited because I want to be in comedy. Like, I want to work with those people. On a more serious level, it's just a co-star, which is for those of you that don't know that in the acting world, it's like the hostess that brings you to your table. It's like you know they have like under five lines, and very tough to get a co-star to get like a lap, like a it's tough. It's tough to
2: get comedic lines as a co-star because right. a lot of co-stars' job is just to further whatever the thing is, the the pizza delivery guy, the whatever. Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm, exactly. So um, I originally had two lines and then I got two more lines, which is really exciting. But so I, I was a casino waitress and the main character, she's at the... Casino thing, slot machine. <laughs> yeah, like a slot machine. I just was watching you struggle with your uh,
2: act out there. She's at the, I was like blackjack table, craps.
0: And so, um, you know, I ask her if she wants a drink, and then um, so I bring her back three drinks because you know they're free. And when I'm bringing back her three drinks, I mean, I've been a waitress for like two years before the, before COVID happened, and then I was a waitress when I was in high school and college. So I'm a very seasoned waitress. You would think this did not have, would not have happened to me, but I bring it over and the third drink falls. Oh, no. Spills on her? Not on her, but, like, on the ground, like, right next to her. Did
2: you keep the scene going?
0: Well, listen, <laughs> I was so embarrassed. It was, like, three seconds of just, like, dead silence and I'm I was just like my mouth was agape and I was like oh my god are they gonna like call cut or like what's the dealio and I was just like sorry and then I <laughs> like turn around and just in her character like continued the scene um, not like continuing scene, but just like improvise with me. Yeah. So then I was, you know, went back into character and was just like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, it's my first day. <laughs> like, please don't tell my manager. And so we were able to improvise together. So then I was like, Oh my god, like hell, that might make it into the cut too. Who yeah, knows? you never know. I'm and sure then, the
2: reactions were so um, authentic that it probably <laughs> stands. Yeah, a good
0: mortified. Chance. <laughs> totally. I'm sure I turn beet red. <laughs> Gonna get into that uh, Emmy for this role. <laughs> <laughs> like your acting was amazing. <laughs> Very authentic. Yeah, it was really bad. I was just like, oh my god. And I'm actually a waitress. Like, how embarrassing is that? And it was the first take too? Oh wow. So I was like, and because I, I was in like four inch heels, so I'm like, I cannot fuck up again because like like you get one chance to like fuck up, you know? Or like like if one even? Pass. Yeah. yeah,
3: they might just be like. Bring in that girl, point to an extra. Well, what people you don't know what realize, I mean, people it,
2: people think of TV, like theater, where you've got this like week of rehearsals. You come in, you get a couple You don't like, know walk-throughs, anybody, you've
3: not met anybody, you're and just then you supposed go. to know your freaking lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple walkthroughs and that's it. And yeah. unless
2: you're like the star of the show, they don't have time for dilly-dallying or different takes. It's like you got to... You really, I mean, it's tough. It's nerve wracking. Were you, were you, uh, so after that, did you, for continuity, did you spill it
0: every time or? <laughs> no, that was it? um, uh, no, luckily, but they did let me improvise again like a little bit later too. So it was really awesome. I really hope that some of those lines get in, but you never know, right? Trying not to get my hopes up, but yeah. Well, but I think, I think it's good
2: to, I think it's good to, to hope for the best and then see what happens. And, you know, it's so many times people, hype something up and nothing's made of it. And then other times it launches your career and you really can't, it's not your job to be in the editing room. So you really can't know, but that's a
0: lot of fun. Yeah, it was really fun. It was, I was like on cloud nine after, cause it was just like, that was, like, my first time being able to improvise on set. There's like like, 100 people watching, you know, like, all the crew and stuff. So it was really nerve-wracking, but it was a lot of fun. I
2: am I, um, I, – this is a stupid story, but I did a – what must have been a Hallmark movie. Like, I was background right? Oh, yeah. So, I, like, couldn't care less. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm there. Yeah. It's SAG pay. It's a couple hundred bucks. It's whatever. It was, like – a really bad movie mm. and there was um so every time i did the scene i would i would kind of like amplify my character in the background where i was like making coffee and i would get angry and then they would be like we really like this thing you're doing because uh. you never never would would anyone who's got any like peace of mind would they ever try to do anything like this but i really didn't care i was like losing my mind right 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 and so i was like all right cool so like my thing became getting frustrated at the coffee maker and they had three cameras on me at this point And it became like a bit. And 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 I was like, all right. And I could feel in the corner of my eye, no one was telling me to cut. So I just amped it up to the point where I... I broke, I, like, clo- slammed the thing with, like, all, you know, normally you're supposed to be as quiet as possible, the, the loud sound, and after, I slammed it as loud as possible and just ramped it up until someone in the video village, which is where they watch the monitors, broke out laughing, and then they cut the scene, and everyone starts applauding, <laughs> and I'm like, really, guys, and they're like, this was amazing, and I was like, this is how low the bar is set for people, that you guys were pumped that I struggled with a coffee maker (laughs) never even heard if the project ever came out they gave me a bonus which is not something i'm proud of because it was still background
0: work like a featured extra yeah which
2: is like the real like a real not like sad sad humble brag to be like i was a featured extra but it's fun to just mess around because whether it's accidentally spilling something or doing something on your own like they can only write what they can write and then on the day you have to kind of feel what's funny so like Mm. there is like this live performing aspect of like feeling what's funny and then just rolling with that because there's no like audience there so you're literally just trying to make the camera guy laugh at at some point you know like you're trying to get a gauge for what what works and what doesn't but yeah as a co-star that's a that's that's the hardest because you're not you're not they don't they don't hire you to be the center of attention you just have to do your job and get out or Mm. whatever but was the was the casino a place you
0: think these characters might return to? like would you do you think um, you
2: might get a phone call again?
0: I don't know. I hope so. that would be awesome. I think I know season one at least takes place in Vegas. Um, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say. I don't really know that much about it. Um, I read the pilot, and it's really funny. Um did you audition
2: through um, Skyper or something, or was it in person?
0: Uh, Just a self-tape, so just video and send it in. And I auditioned for, like, three other roles, and then they booked me off this role from, like, one of the other roles. So I didn't audition for this exact part. So I don't know. I guess that's a good thing that they want. Yeah, that me means in they saw you. They
3: liked your look. They liked your tape, and they mm. were like, "Let's find a place for this girl yeah. when it's right." You know, and that's what I
0: think. Comedy's the, it's hard to break
2: into because because everyone who's on the set knows somebody because you have to have a lot of trust with the other performers. So a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of the co a lot of the guest stars are all people that I've worked with and vouched with and this and that. But once you can get into that club. You know, there's no problem like a Judd Apatow using the same 15 people over and over.
1: Yeah. Versus
2: like if it was something more like, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. There's, there's dramatic stuff that where are like, they'll use, like uh, Wes Anderson and certain people will use the same, you know, mm-hmm. Owen Wilson's over and over and over. Yeah. It just comes down to being like, I need someone who's going to do something good on the day. And I can't trust this handful of headshots. Like it doesn't, that, it's that's what I love about, about our industry is that, Deg- your degree doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Where you perform doesn't. Matter. It might help somewhere get an agent or whatever.
0: But in the end, it's like it's going to come down to a you know an iPhone self tape. Totally. <laughs> like, did you have it or not? I know. And um, it's also just so much more fun to work with your friends too. Like my web series, not from around here, that's out. Um, I just hired all my my friends to be the actors because I I trust them. Knew they weren't going to flake because that you always have to have that concern too. Yeah. And then, um, I know they're funny and I would prefer hanging out with them for seven days than I would just some random person. Now, know? we were
2: just uh watching it downstairs, a uh, very well shot, Thanks. very funny.
0: You're are you an alien? No, is everyone an alien in this? No, she's not an no, alien. I'm not. Okay, so she's from Jersey. I'm from Jersey, <laughs> but you find out, and I don't know if you've gotten to episode four or not, but you, um, you find out that I'm part Uranian. So my grandmother's from Uranus. So a part of me is alien, but you don't know yet until episode four. And I'll put a link in the description
2: so people can check it out. But um, so it's on YouTube. It's all, you know, for people that are watching this, they can click right over. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll put a little, I can put a little thumbnail at the end of this video so people can click on over and watch that. Was this an original uh, idea you had or d- developed th- through friends? How did you come about?
0: Yeah, um, so... Mm, maybe like six years ago I was up in Big Sur for my friend's birthday and we shroomed <laughs> and <laughs> so the idea just came to me then and looking up at the night sky and I've always been really into the solar system and like the plant our planet specifically um like when I was a kid I had the poster of like the solar system in my room I just loved it so I just thought it would be fun to make like an alternate universe where there was life on all the planets in our solar system, and then have it take place on Earth because, you know, I don't have the budget to be shooting <laughs> up in space. So. Yeah, it's like, all right, this is a
2: Uranian uh, uh, mixed person that looks white. We have a white Jersey chick. No, yeah. but you guys had really good, like, um, you had like a prosthetics and ma- hair and makeup people and all that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. not
0: normal in, in the a the puppets. Web series.
3: Oh yeah, That was so you, cool. Yeah, that's what I was just watching right before Dave was shouting at me. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Yeah, episode three actually won um, best web series episode at the Austin Comedy Film Festival. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, Congrats. Thank you. We also won best hair and makeup, too, at one um, here in L.A. Amazing thanks yeah yeah that's great i mean it's it's um you know you talk
2: about the solar system over the summer we went out into um uh los angeles what's what it called red rock state park because like i didn't you know i knew a little bit about stars and everything but like as far as light pollution goes mm. we can only from from los angeles we can you only really see, see the moon a
0: couple yeah, stars a couple stars that's and
2: it. we i mean so there's like a scale the Bortle scale one to seven whatever it is i could i could have the numbers wrong but if la is a two which is like virtually seeing nothing, going out an hour north is like a five and a half. Like Colorado in the mountains is like a six and a half where you can mm-hmm. literally see uh, galaxies and, and all that. And it's really, Whoa. yeah, it's really uh, mind-blowing to just get out. So I'm sure- Oh a yeah, Sur- when you're in the
0: middle of nowhere, oh my God, the stars are incredible. It's like they fill up the entire sky. It's such a trip.
2: And that's the one, that's the one struggle with city life. And Los Angeles isn't as bad as like, New York and some other places because we do have the connection with the beach and, and the good weather. I mean, people watching this, it's end of, what are we in February? It's February. We're, we're 78 degrees outside. It's it's amazing right now. It gets a little chilly at night for those plowing your uh, driveways in Michigan. Uh, So sorry about that. I'll rub it in. Uh, But, but uh, yeah, we, we don't, we, we get disconnected from the earth. You know, mm. we're just, we're just city noise, city, city, city. So like to get out is such a relief that we forget we need to do because it's not like life threatening that we need to do that. Mm. But we have a hard time listening to it. Like we haven't been, uh, we, we did the beach a little bit, but we haven't been out to like the mountains or anything in a, in a long time.
1: Yeah.
0: You
2: know, like, do you get out there often? Like, do you make a point? I mean, you're in Venice, so you're on the beach.
0: Yeah. Um, not really. I mean, I love camping, but I haven't, I haven't gone camping in a while. Um... Yeah, you need no, to, I love. Yeah, I love nature. Yeah, you
2: need some sh- more shroom uh, web series to ideas. Make. I know. <laughs> Jesus.
0: I haven't done shrooms, but
2: I've I've been willing and able to. It just hasn't really presented itself to me. But I do oh, like. You definitely
0: should highly recommend. I mean, if there's kids out there watching, you guys should not do it. <laughs> drugs are bad. Once your brain
3: is fully formed, <laughs> yeah. we can talk again.
0: Yeah, but I mean, just like little here and there, like. Well, we it's legal definitely. in some states, right? Or at oh, least really? very, very no. much, very much decriminalized. No, no, it's n- not.
3: Shrooms are not. But you know, people are g- getting more on board with its like medicinal purposes. Like they've mm-hmm. definitely done studies. Like people can sign up, I guess, for like studies and for like on mental
0: health too. Mm-hmm. Like apparently, anxiety if you microdose, so mm-hmm. that's just like a tiny bit every day. Um, apparently, it can help you boost your mood, like depression and yeah, all that. for sure PTSD,
2: like real mm-hmm. serious things. Because we forget, you know, like we talk about simple things like uh, you know breaking headboards while you bang, but we also talk about like <laughs> trying to recover from the baggage we bring into relationships. Yeah. And I'm not t- tush, I'm not talking about you, but we both have things you don't realize until you're in a relationship. Like I've I've seen some ugly sides of myself before we went on the podcast we were talking about colton underwood Mm -hmm. who clearly had a whatever obsessive puritan mind he lost his virginity and went crazy put a tracking device on his ex's car stalked Mm her moved next to her like in the same neighborhood all these things and it's like that bro could use some shrooms like what like find out what's going on because that ain't healthy stalking someone you're you're not you're transferring um, some mental illness to your ex for sure. She has PT. I mean, I can't speak for her, but like you can only imagine. Yeah, she wonders when she closes her blinds at night who's watching her because uh, the whole world found out that she was essentially being stalked. I mean, it was an episode of You. It was it was yeah. insane, and people still believed he, it was under the um, you know, under the guise of love. And it and it really comes down to like how we project in, in emotions and baggage onto others because we haven't worked things out ourselves. So have you in your, in your six year relationship learned anything by your boyfriend, you know, by having so, like an, like someone to like project your emotions on Like, have you learned what, what's toxic in your life and vice versa what he's brought to the table?
0: Well, I was actually just talking about that to my friend. Um, just that like, once you get into a relationship, especially if you're single for so long and also not just single, but like just, very independent and on, yeah, your own on your path. own, not
3: living with family. Yeah.
0: You like, don't really get held accountable for your toxic behavior.
3: You are so on the money. I actually had, I was like coming back from like a work trip or something like on the East coast, like Chicago or something. I got sat next to a girl whose name was Natasha. So uh-huh. like we were just, just chit chatting <laughs> and she said the same thing to me. She was talking about, I think she was living in like a, uh, what's like Woodland Hills with her family. Mm. And um, she was saying like, oh, I really want to move out on my own, but my parents are so against it. She's Indian. So like they're Mm. more traditional, but their reasoning was that uh, if you don't have someone to like, Hold you accountable, like people to challenge you, hold the mirror up to you, Mm -hmm. tell you no. Yeah. You really can become set in your ways. You know, like when you're like being independent is a great thing, but like we all have to learn how to get along with others. Right. Right? Yeah. And if you're not living with family, living with roommates, Mm -hmm. living with a significant other you you don't have those challenges. You do what you want to do when you want to do it. If you want to leave the dishes, you leave the dishes. I got a bad yeah.
2: analogy. I got a really bad analogy. It's like if it's like if you're at the driving range and you're just trying to crush the ball, you don't have anything to necessarily – like you don't know where the pin is. You don't know what you're aiming towards, but you're like I'm crushing this shit out of this ball. Versus like on the golf course, you'll see that you're hitting it into a different, you know, you're over the wrong, you know what I mean? Like you're you need you need like um sort of like a, a common denominator to like to no, to like gauge Like a field goal post. I'm using just different sports analogies at this point. But like you don't know until you know what you're aiming for, like how far off you are. And in so many many ways the relationships can help that. Whereas like, you know, sometimes people say, you know what, like, you know, there's two types of men. I always say there's guys who apologize and then single guys. Mm -hmm. So you just got to learn. You just got to learn, look.
3: Or compromise. Yeah,
2: compromise. Like, it's like, and I've, you know, there's people in my comments leave, you know, tell me their stories. And some guy had mentioned that, like, you know, he's, he, his wife's always the one apologizing, not him. And I'm like, how does that make you feel, though, when, like, one person's always saying they're sorry to please you? Like, do you want to marry and date someone who who's, like, acquiescing to your world versus, like, making one together. Like, what have you, in your, in your relationship, what have you guys done to, like, build a life together versus how you were in your single days?
0: A uh, lot of compromise. Um, what else? Do you guys know
2: each other's, like, love languages?
0: Yeah, we've had to learn that over the years, too. And I think they've, like, almost kind of changed, too, as we've gotten older and grown and... Um, uh, he was definitely more codependent when we first started dating and that definitely caused issues because I was feeling like a little bit suffocated, but he was wanting more from me and I couldn't give him more because I was feeling so suffocated. Like there wasn't a good environment and, Could um, you
2: pinpoint what that more was? Like, did he just want more time with you or wanted yeah. to hear from you if you weren't around? Like, was it jealousy? Cause men have to deal with like, you're being a target. You're a tall blonde, good looking woman. You mm, walk to the you. grocery mart. And then he's got to know in the back of his mind someone's hitting on you. And if you're insecure, you might be worried and threatened.
0: Yeah, um, I think at the beginning he definitely had more jealousy issues. But um, he's not really that way, like, at all anymore, which is really nice. Um, And, you know, we were, like, 23 and 24 when we got together. So we definitely were both just, like, immature. (laughs) And since this was, like, my first real relationship, too, it was I had to— Also, navigate going from being so independent for so long to then like having to check in with somebody. And so he was codependent, and then I was like still trying to be my independent self. And there's like, you know, you need to find a happy medium there. You know, that's Um, interesting
2: when you, when, how you mentioned that because we, we always talk about it as codependency, counterdependency. So mm -hmm. it's like a yin yang thing. So I think a lot of times, with women is good looking women you you are getting hunted down I really mean that by men left and right like right Tasha like you've you your whole your whole life and I don't want to speak for you so tell me if you disagree but your whole life has been like being as an adult, has been like a sexual object to men whereas you don't know if a guy's being nice to you there there's always some baggage attached to that right would you would you say? As far as, like, a casting director, someone who wants to, like, write for with you. Sure. Like, I mean, have mm-hmm. you ever had to have a guy who's like, we should go, go write together? It's like, what does that even mean?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, Max, my boyfriend, always says, like, okay, well, what does he want? <laughs> yeah. About, like, anybody. Because I'll be like, oh, my God, this guy, like, wants to write with me. Or, like, oh, he thinks I could be good for, a but he was like oh really hmm, okay yeah
1: <laughs>
2: well even <laughs> like, if you told okay. even if you told max you were coming now if i was a single guy and you were saying you were going to go to some dude's rooftop podcast i'm sure you, you guys have been together for so long i'm sure he's like go knock it out have fun but mm-hmm. like but just by knowing um oh, I'm, I'm, you know tash and i are, are two old bags over here it, it does it does change things because single men are are there is something that guys are after yeah
0: i usually always say like oh they're they're in a relationship. Well, I mean, I'm not lying, like, if they actually are... Or, or like, they're gay, you know? Because yeah. I'm, like, just want to reassure him that it's, like... Because, I mean, even I, like, it's not just him that has that worry. Like, a lot of times I do, too.
3: Yeah, for and sure. I'm you just, spend like, your whole life kind of, like, sussing out situations. Yeah. You have to really, like, figure out, what does this person want from me? Is and knock
0: it- on wood, like, I haven't had, like, any sort of, like, um, you know, where they were like a predator or anything like that but there has been times where i did get myself in a situation where i'm like oh this is just uncomfortable like, it didn't get any further than just feeling uncomfortable. But it was like, oh, yeah, he's, like, not really trying to actually help me. Or, yeah, like, it's He doesn't actually to think to I'm funny. He just, like, wants to stare at my tits. I've,
2: I've had to talk to Tasha about this a bunch. And I remember, you know, she's working with photographers. And it's like, sometimes it's a small set. It's just a photographer. You see a photo and there's a d- dude's toe in the photo. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the fuck is this? And, like, I remember this one guy, like, you know, you, you know, there's, like, a toe in the photo. And I'm like, this isn't... This isn't photography. This is weird, um, but but uh, there was one time when like you were there was a guy you know she shot your photos you're texting them for whatever and then like you know back in the day I was I would get jealous over certain things right less now but you know anything can make you you can always get jealous if you kind of like obsess over something Mm -hmm. but like then then like it came out that he was gay and i was like why didn't you just tell me he was gay i would have felt so much better knowing he was gay (laughs) but then also that doesn't solve my problems if you got to go do a photo shoot with someone but there is something interesting as a codependent as someone who's struggled with this that that i'm that with being with tasha it's i've had to have it heightened experiences where you might be doing a lingerie shoot Or you might be doing a bikini shoot. So I've had to have like heightened experiences where I'm like, I got to be okay with you going to Mexico with some of these girls to go do some like photo shoot at a, you know, music festival. Mm -hmm. And that can, could drive someone crazy. So I've almost had to like have trial by fire where I've had to figure out, figure out my own stuff. So I don't, go nuts. But I would
3: argue that, like, those kind of, like, you don't grow without challenging yourself, right? Like, how would you you ever learn to manage those feelings if I wasn't having to go shoot with random people?
2: It's almost like I've always said, as humans... You know, we. I think we are like spirits that are challenging ourselves. Mm-hmm. So there's this whole theory that like Earth is just this like really complex challenge, and we're meant to like really struggle here. Yeah. And if I was, if now I was now
3: you're wasn't. quoting that
2: to so get into it. Don't worry. That
3: nutty well, lady. Oh, uh, uh, Marion. No, you not Marion Williamson. Oh,
2: no, no. uh, the other uh, Sylvia Brown. Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I borrow from a lot of people. I steal my my theories because I'm like half half her. i Marion Williamson and Wayne Dyer and Oprah. I'm all over the place. But yeah, mm-hmm. the truth that I believe that it's. It's like, if you don't, like, that's why, like, look, you could get, I could win the lottery and that money would be nice. I'd pay off a few student loans and whatever, but like, I don't think I would be any happier. I'm happy creating. And I actually really wanted to talk to you about this because you, you're also like, you're a creator. You Mm. made the web series. You didn't wait for the auditions to come through. They are coming through, Mm. but can you speak a little bit about self-actualizing and like, what, when did you decide, like fuck it I'm going to make something I'm not going to wait I'm not going to wait to to be let in I'm going to just do it like when did that happen
0: Um, so I always liked creating like even when I first moved out here I would do like um some sketches and like smaller web series that are like way less production like you know just like a camera and like one lighting and like not even a mic <laughs> um, but um, for years of doing like improv and a little bit of stand up and um you know not like not real like having not really getting many auditions at all i felt like i was kind of being like mediocre at a lot of things like i wasn't putting like all my energy into like one thing and my 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 energy was getting like Pulled in so many different directions.
3: Yeah, like, uh, what's the word? Jack of all trades, master of none. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. That's how I was feeling. And um, it was just... I felt like I had nothing to like really show or like to be super proud of as like my calling card of like here, look what I can do. Um, and I really did want to challenge myself with writing something and directing because I went to um, film school at Arizona State and I actually had never, I made like one film and it was really small, it was like a, basically a silent film and I was the only person in it and it was like a one night shoot, like it wasn't a full on production because I didn't have the confidence to do it. I, like I really felt like I, wasn't good enough to, or that, um, yeah, I just didn't have the skills and like, so I would help on other people's sets and I learned a lot when I was there, but I didn't have the courage to do acting and directing and, um, writing my own thing. And so that was just like a goal of mine. And I more narrowed down like, okay, what do you want to do? Because you learn so many when you're out in LA and you're dabbling in so many different things. It's like, I did like doing stand up and I was decent at it, but I was also like, I'm not, that's not my dream. I'm not, I've never like dreamt of like, you know, playing at Madison Square Garden or whatever as a stand up. And, I was like, okay, what do you actually want to do? And I like narrowed it down that I would want to create a sitcom and be in it as well. So that's what I did. I just like took it in my own hands and made eight episode web series and yeah, I just went for it.
2: And once you once you realize That
0: you don't need
2: certain gatekeepers Once you realize that like when you have a vision Like leap in the net will appear When you have a vision people show up People want to be a part of that Because it does take a lot of gumption to just like put yourself out there and be like, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And to be
3: a leader, to be a trailblazer that, that yeah, requires some chutzpah. Like, And it's hard. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, everybody is cut out for that or, or ready for that just yet.
0: Well, I was just talking to my mom about this yesterday because, um, I've always been a late bloomer with like everything. I took me a really long time to ride a bike and like went, um, like I was like 13 when I went on my, uh, roller coaster and like everything was just like so much later for me. Um, my spirit animal is a turtle because slow and steady wins the race for we me. We just talked
2: about this today. We yeah. just talked about
0: turtles.
3: Because I was a turtle person. We were talking about how when you're a kid, like yeah. if your relatives find out that you like have a thing. Oh my God, like I a was a turtle person. Yeah. Oh my
0: God. My friends call me a turtle, turtle enthusiast. Yeah, we I, have have a, I love, tur- I have so many turtle figurines. I have like a whole cabinet of them at we home. We went to the
3: Bahamas when I was probably like nine or 10 and at, we stayed at Atlantis, the resort. had just opened.
0: Oh my god that was like my dream as a kid.
3: it had just opened (laughs) so it wasn't like fully finished yet so my parents got like a pretty good deal on a vacation package right? Oh cool. But they had a sea turtle They had like Multiple like Sea turtle aquariums Like mm-hmm. they had a bunch of, And I just thought They were so freaking cool I'm so and jealous And then for the rest Of my life I got sea turtle figurines yeah. From every <laughs> You have to be
0: careful About it My mom's an elephant person And Oh, she oh elephants like are big Her mom's thousands. an elephant
3: person no, my, my What are friend we like Anna, Soul sisters we what's, <laughs>
2: your, what's your mom She's a trinket uh, my, buddy, my buddy Jared's mom's An elephant person But yeah you get Elephant trinkets Yeah non-stop. forever, yeah, forever. You're, you're basically Like an Indian yeah. wedding You get the elephant It's a, I, I love watching your you both bond over turtles coming out of your proverbial shells, if yes. you will. Um, but yeah, anyway, so so yeah, you are uh, you was a late oh, so bo- a late, late bloomer, bloomer. Tur-
0: turtle person, and <laughs> <laughs> late bloomer big turtle person, turtle person. Should be my bio. You're gonna meet some turtle people in the comments. You're gonna get a couple
2: turtle friends. You'll be in a turtle Facebook group. Love ya. Yeah, maybe that's your sitcom. Is you I had
3: a, gl- a turtle nightlight? A little lamp that oh, was like a turtle. Which I had <laughs> a light
0: too. <laughs> it was like the light was the the lamp. The was, yeah, the shell. Well, aren't
2: flat earthers? Don't they believe it's a giant turtle oh, underneath yeah. the earth?
0: Well, isn't that's that like a an Native ancient, American thing? I yeah,
3: think. that's like an ancient creation myth. I, yeah.
2: Well, like I digress. I've I've gotten you all over the the map here with this, but um, so yeah, so you've um you've uh you've uh, uh been late to the party with um certain things, and uh, you like turtles.
0: Yeah. So it kind of. <laughs> with being a late bloomer um yeah it took me then years to like actually do my own project because
3: it takes time to come into your own it takes time to develop the confidence it takes mm-hmm. time to like come to the realization that like no one else is going to do me do it for me i just have to do well, it and you i'm capable of doing you, it well, you,
2: exactly. you called it today an incubator Because we've been talking about the the new place we're moving to. It's like, this isn't the be-all, end-all. If we don't love the neighborhood, it's fine. This is an incubator. Mm -hmm. This is where we're going to to really take it to the next level, and then there'll be something from that. So you could have just been incubating and not feeling like you do all these things, but, you know, something's developing under the surface there.
0: Mm -hmm. And also just being on other people's sets and years of helping out, it you you get the confidence because you're like, well, they can do it. I can do it. And like, you're learning as mm-hmm. you're going. I know how and so, to do that.
2: You realize yeah. that getting sound isn't rocket science. You just need a certain thing and you, you start to know who to ask for. And like yeah. you said, your first project, you had no good audio or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then the longer you do it, you realize like, you know, like, I, like I, I, when I, when I make all my projects, I'm like, bring this, get that, throw the light up, put the tent up, you know, like you just start to know what you need mm-hmm. and then people respect that and they, you know, like you've got years of of learning little things as you kind of sit around and watch. Like, like even the stupid things, like the background I did. I mean, I I don't I don't hate myself for doing background for years. Like mm-hmm. I I stood in the room with Scorsese and DiCaprio.
0: No way. And
2: and and wait, which uh, one? Wolf of Wall Street and then Wall Street Two <gasps> with Michael Wolf Douglas and all these things where you're just sitting there like a fly on the wall, literally sitting there. Mm.
0: Yeah, as watching Scorsese and who are DiCaprio. masters of their craft. Yeah, anytime I. Sorry, go ahead.
3: No, no, that's it.
0: Oh, anytime I've um, been an extra, like, I'm always, like, watching. Like, I don't like being passive when I'm there because I'm like, well, I I like to do all of this behind-the-scenes stuff, too, so it's so fun. Well, you'll
2: appreciate this that I didn't appreciate at the time, but I stood in on Birdman, and we had to memorize the script. And I'm talking 16 pages a day. Because we did full rehearsals with with the people that ended up becoming the best. Oh, the feature. reason wow. being was
3: that it was the one shot. Right, right,
2: right. And that they, whole movie and they was don't mess around. Shot, people so. were getting fired off the set left and right. Did you have it memorized? Oh, yeah. Oh, we're, yeah. Ru- we're running it. I, and then and then there were plenty of times because I was um, at Edward Norton's stand-in. Oh, wow. So, so he he was the big diva. Michael Keaton, oh, really, really cool. Everyone. My, Zach Galifianakis, coolest guy. Everyone on it, super. I mean, there was like um, Ni- Naomi Watt. Everyone on it cool. Um Edward Norton, notorious, Google him, horrible. I mean, so really? bad they didn't even bring him back for the whole He
3: has a reputation of being hard to work with.
2: Huge I reputation, think. huge ego. He's fighting on set with um with um Inaritu, who's like this tall Mexican, strong or Spanish strong guy, and and, and and they're going back and forth, and the whole crew's like, I'm watching history happen. But so there was <laughs> times when he's not around. Michael Keaton needs to run the line. Dave, get in there. And you're just going and Oh, the- you were acting with Michael Keaton. You're going, Keaton? you're running it around. <gasps> they're just oh! who can get in there? We have a full crew Crew that needs to do this, and that's so rare, it doesn't always happen. Wow. La- la- that never
0: happens. That's way that's incredible. La- last day, I get
2: a line, Times Square guy, and it's r- residuals since then. It's very minimal now, minimal, but it's like pretty cool stuff. So, like, I understand opportunities come in different ways, but when you get to watch people that became Best Picture winner, mm-hmm. Chivo, the cinematographer, won. Um, cinematography three years in a row. Mm-hmm. That's a lifelong dream for people. He won it for Gravity, for for Birdman, and then the following year was the DiCaprio uh, movie, the Frozen, the, Fro- the movie, yeah, where they had to like search for um, the bear the first snow. yeah, the bear ones. yeah, they
3: yeah they spent all year <laughs> chasing one. snow. Yeah, they had to like
2: go to Chile to f- in a mountain to find snow because it didn't snow that year. Oh. I, we, warming. Anyway, so so anyway, again, I digress. I'm sorry, I I, I pulled it, but I I get that there's so much that can happen by observing by just being a part of something mm-hmm. where you where you learn a growth mindset because you learn while these are the, the the biggest experts in the world or people that are living their dreams, you belong in that room. You belong at that table. They're not that they're not above you. They're humans too. Yeah. But in in our mind we put them as like such a pedestal crazy pedestal. pedestal. And it's like you could people listening could be the next Elon Musk but like you just gotta get out there and do it. You gotta mm-hmm. go make some shit happen. And if you don't know, like I've been talking a lot about building our equity because during the pandemic, people have realized they've been fired from their job. So many people thought they were taking the high road by being with a company that's going to give them health care. And it's yeah, like, and you shouldn't have to like, you shouldn't, a company shouldn't be able to hold health care over you. And that be the reason you stay somewhere. Like we're in the end, All we can do is sort of water our own plants and try to like bring something to the table. So by making a web series, you're bringing to the table like a chance for other people to act, direct, do whatever. And that's something that will lead to so much more because rather than saying you can do something, you prove you could do it. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm so proud of it just by doing it and completing it, you know, and it's just it's, it's such a good feeling those days were so fun. Like the, the days on set, I can't wait to get back. So doing, what's, yeah, what's with my friends. What's and, next for you? So because it's eight episodes, um, it was, it was a lot, like it took a lot longer than I expected. And so next project, I just want it to be like, I'm, I guess like a short, I would say like maybe 10 minutes. And cause I did the festival circuit and we got into like, I think we're like at eight festivals now And, um, it's kind of harder to find festivals that are just web series, not just web series has a web series category. It's more common now than it was, but, um, this was my first time ever doing the festival circuit. So the next one, I think I just want to do, um, a short, um, so it would just like be a little bit quicker. Like a full pack, a full story,
2: but done in a 15 to 20 minute.
0: Yeah. And then also... I want to do a story that, like, it could potentially be a TV show as well. Right. Like, have, like, a cool ensemble, and, like, it could be turned into a TV show. Do you have
2: premises or is that what the, you got to go shrooms in the Big Sur again? I do have an idea. You got an idea.
0: That's good. I'll keep it a secret. Now,
2: is your, do you bounce these ideas off your boyfriend? Is he in the entertainment? yeah.
0: He's not in the entertainment industry, but he, he's definitely super creative. So I was actually just talking to him about it the other night and he was giving me really good ideas. So it's, it's really nice that he's not in the entertainment industry, but he's still like interested and he's creative and helpful and like likes to help me with it. That's great.
2: Oh, you put him to work? Is he crew? Does no, he become the craft no, services? No. You're like, I can't, I gotta go pick something up for me. <laughs> That's what it becomes, though, where like, it's all hands on deck. Like, T- Tasha, you know, I mean, you know, when I'm like with my mimosa stand up show before the pandemic, that yeah. was like, you know, once a month, but it was like, we got, I gotta go to Costco and get the champagne. I gotta go do this and that. And it's like, people don't realize that, like, part of creating is, is like cleaning the bathroom at the comedy club because oh, it's yeah. disgusting. Mm-hmm. And I got a whole bunch of people showing up. Like, so much goes into it that that wipes your pride away so fast right like tasha i mean you're helping me out like get the stench off of floors just so we can run some shows and make people laugh and like yep. i don't need you to i don't to want I, mean, she, I don't want you to have to be that person but you're kind of like all right we let's show go up
0: and, with the
3: lysol wipes and the swiffer and the yeah and the broom i mean i'm literally scrubbing
2: there. shit Wait, off where, the walls. where was that fourth wall it's a, it's a cool spot uh, but I it's like know. it's it can be a, i mean they don't It's a, they don't don't polish this, no, 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 (laughs) not, not to this extent where like normal humans can go for comics. It's whatever. But like there's guys I've done comedy for a good while now. I I have a lot of pride with what I know and what I don't know, Mm -hmm. but like I'm doing it. There's no like graduate program. I'm doing it with people that have done it for months and I'm, and I'm, and, and they can bitch all they want, but I am scrubbing those floors. To make it right for what I'm working on. And there's no ego attached
0: to that. You're just gonna, just get, no, you do it. what you, you just need just to, do 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 to do to make it happen. Well, where we shot, not from around here, was um, my producer um, and collaborator. He helped me with the stories named Kenneth Rosendo. He's the Martian, the red guy. Yeah. Bruce. The uh, landlord. The landlord, yeah. yeah. Um, we shot at his apartment. And him and his roommate, he might <laughs> hate me for saying this, but they like can just be. Like, I had to go there and clean for, like, 12 hours because their apartment was just, like, they had, like, Forty pizza boxes, just like in their place.
3: <laughs> Gross. And like, I mean, I feel like we can't say anything because you were just in our apartment no, and you saw you guys it are turned upside
0: down. <laughs> no, it was. It was just like, why are you guys keeping your pizza boxes? Yeah, this like, is dangerous. Like, get literally, rid of it. <laughs> and like, it just not even just pizza boxes, like boxes for anything. And I, like, you just seen the trash cans outside when I was done. The amount of trash that I cleaned out—it was insane.
2: Yeah, and they don't teach you that at ASU film school, but <laughs> I mean, well, I'm sure they warn you, but like, yeah, you—you you just got to do what you got to do to make things happen. And it's—it, I mean, I'm not trying to like glamorize it, like anyone's better than anyone else, but it's literally like that's the bill, that's the guy in the garage becoming Apple. Mm-hmm. That's what you're mm-hmm. just doing what you have to do. And the pandemic has really enforced like do what you have to do to make things. Yeah. Like you can know the, the YouTube has has done really well for me. And yeah. it's it we just celebrated last week the ten thousand subscribers. It's already almost at fourteen thousand and it's getting and it's performing like a hundred thousand subscriber channel. That wouldn't have happened if I was doing the ho hum side gigs and floating around. It's like you gotta find like times to be bold yeah. and make things happen because what you learn is that the industry doesn't work in a way where you get to put in five years and then your tickets gonna get called. No. Some chick that shows up, some guy that shows up, they're gonna some you know, it just doesn't. It might happen that way, but like I think Almost that never. I think the thing we all want is control. And and because I've been talking a lot about codependency, I've had guys reach out to me and go like, "What was the thing that changed?" A guy Carl, he just joined the Patreon. Uh, shout out to Carl. Hey Carl, uh, love, ya.
0: love you. Love you,
2: Love you, Carl. Thank you so much. And I mean, they their donations. I mean, these these people are really special. The way they donate awesome. and send really? us stuff. I mean, we get gift cards and cash apps and Venmos. My I had that ticket, Ooh. that seventy three dollar ticket I got. Right. Some some someone goes, "What was the price of that ticket?" It. I go seventy-three bucks. I get a cash up for seventy-three bucks. Let me make your day Shut a little bit better. I mean, these people—it is humbling. Oh my I mean, god! the
3: best peanut butter right now. Because yeah,
2: son because
3: of, you were a viewer, <laughs> awesome Teresa in Phoenix, sent us wow. peanut butter because her son runs a peanut butter company that they like started in her garage. Oh, Gourmet oh it's like butter. white I'm chocolate so infused. <laughs> yeah, that,
2: shout out to Teresa, you like a micro influencer. She invited us to. Uh, I mean, at this point, yeah. I mean, we're getting I sponsorships. I don't.
3: N- I don't know for sure the app. We'll have to put it in the description. But it's, I think it's PB Americano. Is that right? Yeah, I
2: think that's right. We'll PB? put it in the description. But anyway, wow. my point was uh, Carl uh, or. Some people had asked, like, how would you kick the codependency? And my thought was, well, the, the times that I was the most desperate was when I didn't have a job, I moved, I was um, I had so much failure in my life, and I had zero control. So I was just, like, leeching on to things I might have a chance to control, like a relationship and, or this or that. And so much pride comes from putting out your own hard work. Mm. And I mentioned this earlier, and that's that's Jordan Peterson's whole thesis the most misunderstood, I, I really relate him to like being like the 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 Messiah because mm-hmm. he's so misunderstood That's ridiculous. it's so ridiculous and I, and I, I told Tasha this I, I don't nev- know who that is I've never said it about anyone else he's,
3: a, he's a controversial figure he's oh. like he's
2: like a modern he's a modern philosopher he was a professor at in Toronto a tenured professor and a clinical out. psychologist and he's been railroaded by all of media for having for they think he's like some Nazi sympathizer but he's left oh. he's left leaning oh, he's a okay. college professor but he's huge across the globe and his main he thing just is, is
0: like radical ideas
2: he, his ideas aren't radical he's misunderstood oh, okay. and, but he's got millions millions of followers that understand him but mm. he's manipulated by the media because he understands the media is dying so he doesn't do short-form interviews anymore he's like a anyway so but his biggest thing that he talks about is like that that he thinks people are on earth to struggle but that pain that you get from struggle it that's the reward you want like the like this world world
3: it's fulfilling that
2: it's fulfilling like this that world
3: it's, it's part of like the recipe of like being alive is it, to no, like I mean, grow I, I agree and learn with that, for and experience sure. those growing pains and i don't yeah. mean
2: struggling like you have to be poor but like i can't imagine the struggle of producing your own thing having to do all this clean it up work 15 to 18 hour days mm-hmm. and then the next night you're just like that was amazing yeah you struggled but you saw it through and that's important I mean, Tasha, well, you those are the your best it's,
0: those are the best like you're like accomplishing something. Like there's no better feeling in the world. It's like a natural high. And we live in It's a-, a reward. Yeah. Like
3: the the feeling of accomplishment is a reward in itself. Just how you were saying, like, sure, I would like to win the lottery, but like, you know, like making it happen for yourself from the ground up oh is my so gosh. fulfilling.
0: I can't wait to like look back and just be like, it was just all so worth it you know and just the little wins along the way even are worth it i like, hope
2: you can really enjoy the them in the i mean i know what you mean by looking back in, in a, in and in an untangling all and be like that yeah. oh, was amazing but i really hope you can enjoy every little one like every uh, comedy festival submission no, those be worth so much more than what some else might perceive as a big deal it's like you know you know what it takes to get seen in a in a in a oversaturated market of other content. Yeah. Do you remember...
3: Sorry. No, go ahead. Do you remember e true hollywood story
0: yeah back in the
3: day yeah of course i I, a long time ago with a friend we used to joke like this is part of the e true hollywood story this is the come up you know when they make the e true hollywood story about us about you about our
0: journey well even just what happened to me two days ago on set about with i spilled the drink like even though it was the most embarrassing thing in that moment and obviously it ended up being okay in the end um but it's just like, oh my God, that's such a good story to be able to like look back on one day. I mean it's even funny now. But happy just, mistakes. Yeah. Happy mistakes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you you, you only have so much control over over the story as it unwinds. But what you do have control over is putting work in. And, and your and outlook. Just, and outlook, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, Now, um, I did want to before we get out of here, I did want to mention Bachelor one more time. So it's funny because before we got into the podcast, you said you were going to potentially take the season off of watching yes. because because maybe you know it's so time consuming so like let's just yeah. take the season off. How did that turn out for you?
0: It didn't turn out well. It didn't work. <laughs> I'm, I'm um like listening to like 6 hours worth of podcasts about it. Like that's how addicted to this stupid franchise I am. It's insane. Now what
2: do you think that th- what do you think the thing is that makes it so addicting and talked about?
0: I really have no idea because It's honestly not even that good. But this season's pretty good. Like, the drama, I'm living for it. (laughs) I think I waffle
3: so much on this because I, like, understand that the drama is what brings in viewership and Mm -hmm. ratings and makes people talk about it like in one of my fittings last week it's all all the designers and like chatting about it and yeah the product development people are on zoom and everybody's talking about like what about Victoria's bra straps you know what I mean oh my
0: gosh what is up (laughs) with that are you kidding me that's how you know none of the girls in the house liked her because they didn't say anything to her (laughs) unless they did and she was just like I like it
2: That's so That's so, so interesting, though, because obviously in fashion, you know, you would notice that. But like as a guy, I'm not I'm not noticing that her because, so, you know, people were commenting like, oh, she's clearly a producer plant. No one would let her bra n- no. not match her dress. I'm like, really? I'm sorry, who
0: would ruin their own reputation? Like so many people are saying she's an actor who would go on and ruin their reputation. There's no way she's an actor.
3: I think maybe she was a producer plant, but like unwitting. You well, know, like, right, like they picked her because they knew that she was kind of like, well, of course. Yeah, and, of course, and was like gonna stir things up, and they knew that they could easily manipulate her to say this or that. They or do whatever. that every season. I
0: mean, they just try and find the wackadoos that are going to cause the drama. Like, of course, they also find ones that are real potential, but they do that every season. Well, the There's producers are always they're a wild bo- card. Yeah, they're bonused for the drama
2: they create, yeah. and they, they're the contestants are sleep deprived, and they've, they've even recounted stories. Stories of, like, they'll shine lights on them in the morning to, like, kind of wake up through the windows and Shut the up. alcohol. I mean, I, I've been in sleep-deprived situations in the fraternity where oh, they, yeah. don't, they don't and lay you sleep for a little bit just to, like, sort of, it's like a, it's a, it's a form of sort of, like, compliance, really. Yeah. Like, really no is. wonder
3: everyone's in tears every other day. And, and you can, like,
0: tell as the season goes on that they are exhausted. Like, they start, like, physically looking like it, too. I mean, I can't even imagine I would look like shit by, like episode three <laughs> yeah. like, I would like be like completely broken out I would have like bags under my eyes I would just be like for gaining sure. weight from drinking <laughs> from
3: drinking yeah. and just like you know you and eat eating. more when you're tired and so. we're, like and they've got junk food on set or whatever exactly. Yeah. well sure. you know
2: I heard some funny stories from former producers and one was interesting where like you know they're all lined up for the roast ceremony mm-hmm. but the, the and the question always like how does Matt James or whoever the lead is how do they know all their names well uh, yeah. they only do three at a time yeah, so they, they do go three back. they Go back, but then they also said they'll the they'll they'll tell the girls like if you were on if you were in the back line you're on you're in your heels and it, it, maybe it's ninety minutes into a rose ceremony mm-hmm. and they're like Shannon we need to replace your mic pack Shannon quick 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 so you're gonna like rush off well that they just have video of you rushing off set so oh. like that's boom that's something yeah so there's just nonstop and as someone who like you know understands editing I'm always like look if you didn't say things that I couldn't see in a two shot or a wide shot mm-hmm. I just don't believe it but Victoria and gave, the franken biting that they do yeah there's, but Victoria <laughs> gave plenty of examples where like she was a bad bad character within like you couldn't manipulate her refusing to sit next to Marilyn to have a conversation
0: it was like that was rude that was yeah. super or rude walking away, walking away when away Ryan K- was it I think it was Katie Ryan. and Ryan maybe or, yeah, yeah Katie and Ryan just I mean she asked her a question literally <laughs> and like she's answering it and then she just walks away yeah. Yeah.
2: she's got a she's got a, a history there and you know she doesn't deserve death threats she she wrote she got rid of her Instagram
1: but mm, I I yeah. also I
2: think death threats in today's world don't hold the weight of what they used to be. It's like, come on, you got you got someone saying something on Instagram, they're they're crazy. But like back in the day, if you had to find someone's address and mail them something, it's like that's a death threat. But you
3: know, it's like I I just think that like the the show they really toe the line, man. It's like I Mm -hmm. get that like you need drama for ratings and blah blah blah. But like some of the stuff that they pull just really turns my stomach. Yeah, you know, it's just like. Uh, but but they they've got a successful show. How many seasons is this now? How many years has it been on? Like yeah. you know, I guess and it's working. I mean for people them. always
0: say like, Oh, well they signed up for that, but like that like we were saying earlier, like it's a gamble and they didn't sign up for that and they certainly right. didn't sign up for the bullying and the harassment that they get. Like people who hide behind a computer screen and bully other people, it's like what the fuck happened to you as a kid that you're hands. gonna do that to somebody. And like, sometimes like yeah, I don't I'll- agree with what MJ and Anna and Victoria were saying, but I would never, ever reach out to them and let them know that why, like they don't care what I fucking think. But then I'm being evil to them, just like what they were doing. And how does that make that right? Like two wrongs don't make it right. It's, just, I,
2: it's so Yeah, fucked. I think the good part of the show is when it exposes an ugliness that exists with racial divides, with mm-hmm. uh, sex shaming, and and there, there, it is so topical that it exposes things. But at the expense of real humans, you know, at the expense of, like, real people that, you know, you, you get to see the ugliness. And for the most part, usually the national outrage, uh, the pendulum swings too far. The pendulum doesn't stop and hit people. It destroys them. So even yeah. if Victoria was a bully, I mean, it the juice isn't worth the squeeze in any of these circumstances. Now, it's still... You know, it's reckless, but in the end, the, the, like we said, the Bachelor they they decide what the edit is. So, e- so while and we their could team be,
3: of lawyers, yeah, you
2: can be mad at Anna or this or that right. person, but they're they're the ones deciding. Like, let's let's air this and let's amplify it and let's promote it and tease it. And at some point, it'll go too far. I mean, these well, some some contestants going to just lose their mind. I'm I mean, on.
0: I know. I was actually just thinking that the other day. I was like, I'm surprised that somebody hasn't like taken their life or something after this because well, the amount there, of Well, there was a suicide the,
2: with yeah. Gia who was on oh, Bachelor yeah. Nation years, ago, years and, ago and people said well she already
0: had mental issues it's like well yeah
2: they didn't get any better after going on the show even if yeah, she wasn't a villain
3: by yeah even if
2: she wasn't a villain i mean it's like you know and nowadays there's guys like ben who was on this last season who has gotten help oh, And yeah but he had i mean they towed the line like i missed it on the air but they had mentioned that he tried to take his life twice and um and i'm learning a lot like don't call it committed suicide people have corrected me mm. that it shouldn't be called committed because that is a a negative connotation, like it's an illegal act, but it should be mm, more like someone uh, tried to take their life, and their life, all yeah. these different things that you know you you're learning, like not not learning it to be woke, but learning it just to be considerate of what the what it actually is, like destigmatizing. Like if if we can all just destigmatize certain issues, the show can help with that. But the show, yeah. in some ways, is decades behind where it should be with. Well, even
0: like them talking about the escort thing, and it's yeah. like it was so not pro sex work at all. And even though, yes, that would have like I would have never want on national television like someone accusing me of being an escort because it does have a negative connotation. But at the same time, like sex work is still work, and um, and like out and even choice. if she was an escort, like outing her. No, that th- it's that's wrong. Really wrong. It's
3: wrong. I I totally agree with you. It's not I was safe. really upset by that. They really crossed a line. And then again, like you know, they they weren't really even distinguishing between like you know sugar daddy. You know, people make choices about who they want to date, yeah. right? And having a preference for someone who's older or someone who can mm, offer you security totally. is not a crime. No. It's, and I just I really didn't like the the. The way that they teased that, and mm-hmm. I, I've,
2: I've, gotten, really- I've gotten I've uh, gotten dozens of messages of people that support certain certain people on the show firsthand. People I went to high school with this person. I, I don't know if I played this for you. I got a voicemail from somebody, and essentially they were saying my coworker told me that she knows that this X Y and Z happened, and I go, look, you realize this isn't productive here. You're 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 this banana. This telephone call of who said what. Doesn't My co
3: cousin went to school with so and so. Well, now, yeah, yeah. The, and now the person you're goes, fourth, fourth removed. And I'm so. supposed to
2: report this <laughs> about a 23 year old? Like, what are we doing here? So it gets very reckless. And I had on my 10 hour live sh- I did a 10 hour live stream after I hit 10,000 subscribers. And p- someone, someone in the chat room was like, I'm a law student. Can I weigh in on this? And I was like, sure. She Skyped in. Her name's Abby Thomason. She's so sweet. And, oh. she, and she gave me like the down low of like uh, potential ways that Bachelor could be held li- 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 liable oh if something be, be, happened because well they were the ones that aired a a basic uh, a a, de- a defamatory statement mm. so who's liable there when you know something clearly was said about a sex a someone who's not a sex worker and they would have to prove that she was in order to not in in order for it not to be defamation so it's oh. very interesting that the, the in the in the the most interesting part um is that we're, we're basically talking about a bunch of Old guys that are producers on a show. I say old. Chris Harrison, Mike Fleiss, whatever these people are, whatever their names are. They're just cashing the check. Everyone's getting mad at Victoria. Everyone's getting mad at Anna. They're cashing the check off a 23-year-old's fake sex worker outing. Yeah. And we watched a show. I don't want to spoil what happened. We were watching Survivor, and someone was outed as being trans. Mm. Survivor didn't tease that moment. It was outed in the tribal council. One guy said someone else was trans and everyone was like, what the hell are you doing? This is great!" It, it was by, oh, by, by not, so Survivor. But they didn't tease it. By not teasing it, by not hyping it to the, well, so the media. Well, I guess we wars,
3: don't know because we didn't watch it that's true. when it really happened. We were just like watching well, it on we watched Netflix the, like, yeah. coming oh. or whatever. Up, coming up next episode. Yeah, that's true. You're right. They oh, On yeah. the coming up next, they didn't. But yeah, I mean, it was really nice to see the reaction of the other contestants really come to this person's defense. And, you know, like
2: that's their call to do. It's a dangerous world. They're, the crimes against people, right? I mean, it's isn't you know, that what it comes down to? Is like, sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> you no,
3: go. no, you didn't. I was just thinking about right. it. You I look was, so mad. Oh, I no. I can't tell. <laughs> was
2: like I was like, like, Oh, Tasha's pissed. No, that's just no, her that's face. No, that's my just face. Face. <laughs> <laughs> that was my thinking. Everyone, look at Tasha. What <laughs> I got to do with?
3: I was wondering. <laughs> like, I wonder if their contracts. No, I was just thinking. Like, I, I was like, like oh, she needs a
2: massage tonight. Now, oh I'm frozen, and
3: I feel like my frozen face. All right, we're wrapping up. We're wrapping up. Like. Bachelor, for sure, they, like, all the contestants sign away every freaking right. Their oh, yeah. contracts are so thick. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. I wonder if Survivor, maybe their contracts are not as much like that, or I, I don't know. Or, maybe they or had, they, they've maybe. won
2: five Emmys, and they're just a better run show.
3: Or, you know, I, I just, I wonder what happens, because we, we sort of talked about this with the, what's the girl's name from Bachelor? If they – because you know how Bachelor, like – the producers get bonuses for XYZ. Like mm-hmm. I wonder if they made a deal with her. Like Victoria
2: we, Brittany Brittany here, the one that Brittany. was outed as a sex worker, but she wasn't for those who oh, don't watch Brittany, Like
3: yeah. I wonder if they were like, we want to keep this in it, it's a our oh, lawyers yeah. say it's a it's a it's a gray area. Would you accept payout for us to be allowed to run this story or blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I wonder That's if the same thing happens in Survivor. I would I, don't know. I would only hope so well, I but think I don't
0: that I just think that they have like the right to do anything, whatever at, they with want. Those contracts, so here's like the crazy.
2: here's what I heard. A very simple analogy. If you were to go ice skating somewhere, you might sign a contract that says I won't sue you if I break my yeah. wrist. The owner of the ice skating rink can't push you over because you oh, signed that contract. Yeah. So you, you sign a contract with certain faith. Now the contracts that the bachelor contestants sign, they sign a five million dollar contract that if mm-hmm. they go and and, and spill yeah. secrets. It's a five million dollar. Luke P was sued oh, for a hundred thousand plus twenty thousand in court fees, and Wait, he so lost. Is,
0: is he actually have to pay that? He,
2: I don't know. I mean, it's up to them to decide if they want to recover. But the judge said you have to pay one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, and then I can't believe they went after for, him for what going he do, on. A he podcast? went on four podcasts because, and, and I don't know what the truth is here, but uh, we not to get too far into it. He basically um, thought he was manipulated because he thought Hannah Brown wasn't going to bang other guys in the fantasy suite. So what? they aired was a conversation where he looked super judgy as a Christian and I I can't believe I'm defending him here but if you thought she said one thing to you and she didn't say that you know, he went on four different podcasts to tell his story. Each one, he got a twenty five thousand dollars fine, and it's like Jesus oh, Christ! Talk about punching God. your your uh, audience in the gut because you do have a huge Christian audience base. But um, I would love for them just to air the conversation in its entirety. So maybe, maybe she did say, "Hey, I'm not gonna. I love you, and I'm not gonna hook up with these guys." And then all of a sudden, they're at dinner, and he's like, "I thought you weren't gonna bang these." Like, that's a conversation worth having if you're dating someone. In that reality to understand, look, if you're going to bang those guys, by all means, go ahead. But I'm not going to stick around for that. Yeah. You know, that's a weird, it's a weird scenario. But anyway, so yeah, he got railroaded and it's like.
3: That's wacky on the the part of the producers. It's like uh, you wouldn't have a show without contestants. And not only are they being exploited up front, just like being on the show, right? Yeah. But then you're going to come after them after it's over for trying to
2: defend their oh, they
0: character. Are, they have so much money. I'll like, relate it, really? I'm going to relate
2: it to... Um,
3: and a team of lawyers, a so team of ABC lawyers. I'm going to relate mm-hmm. it to
2: Amazon. So Jeff Bezos stepped down as CEO of Amazon this week. And a lot of people, and he's still a boarded director. He still has all the perks and he's still a trillionaire. But he stepped down as CEO. And a lot of people were thinking, well, he's smart because he knows... In the next couple of years, the government's coming after some of these monopolies for, like, antitrust reasons. And he doesn't want to spend his day in court and have to deal with all the BS, so he just got out early. And that's kind of like, uh, Bachelor's almost gotten too strong with the way they are wrecking people's lives. Mm-hmm. And it's not up to the Bachelor. Like, they have to understand that, that the media is different now, and you can't tease that someone might be a sex worker three weeks before the episode because... You're going to have international news, and Brittany Galvin will forever have to Google her name. And, and if you or you have a kid up. and you want to be, and you know Brittany just wants to run a nursery, and you want to Google Brittany Galvin to make sure she's a good nursery person, you might go, "Well, this is weird," and you might not do the research in ten years. So yeah, th- that's just the the reality of the, what they're going to have to deal with. So at some I mean, point Anna, they're going to cross the line. Bachelor's going to cross the line yeah, at some oh, point. Yeah, people are going to they're going to get sued or or whatever. But it has it. It's like what where is the or they're just gonna fall out yet. of
3: favor. You know what I mean? So at some point I think people will just get sick of watching
2: like no Rand right. Lives no getting no torn way. apart. I don't trust There's people no with no gladiators. You know, it's a gladiator. We race. just
3: watched last night the Britney Spears documentary oh. that the New York Times the Free Britney. Documentary that oh. the New York Times put out. It's on Hulu. Uh, oh, I
0: need to watch that. Yeah, yeah, it was
3: good. It's not something that I've been like particularly invested in, but I do think it's pretty fucked up that she's been in a conservatorship. Oh
2: Tasha God. yells at the TV. I, don't blame I have to pause you. You. it in and rewind it because she starts yelling. I'm like, don't get mad at
3: me. I was yeah. never a big Britney Spears fan. I mean, I grew up in that era, but yeah. I, she just wasn't my favorite. I liked Christina Aguilera. Me too. Like, yeah, a, me too. <laughs> Turtles. Turtles. <laughs> are-
2: <laughs> You guys are weird. I'm going to go.
3: But I just, I guess I never followed her that closely because I wasn't, like, swept up in in the Britney, like, fandom. Um, and so I kind of missed when it happened all of these things that were happening to her back in the day. And the, the documentary does a really good job of, like, diving into these moments where she was, like, scolded by Diane. Was it Diane Sawyers? Who was, it was some, some, famous interviewer uh she did like a i don't know a 60 minutes whatever diet's all your yeah
1: yeah yeah you know, she, sex shame, was sex it, was shame it at Diane
3: 17 Sawyer's? was oh. it her but you know they were just like putting you know she's a teenager she's 16 17 however old she showing is.
2: her belly and Ooh, they're holding the her for mm.
3: like but but what about the children the example that you're setting and moms yeah. are upset with you because you make it so hard and blah 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 but well, she had and, a great line right and then um
2: she goes, I'm not your, I'm not, I shouldn't be babysitting your kid.
3: Uh, and then with nice. the whole Justin Timberlake breakup, Justin, oh, and I yeah. do remember this, his album he put out really painted her as like a cheater. And that's why oh. the relationship ended. Um, oh, I didn't
0: know that.
3: Yeah. Tell me Cry now. me a river, right? Exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> what,
2: what was that song, Tasha? <laughs>
3: <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, but then in the media, they were painting her as a cheater. We don't know if that was actually true or not or if he was just jealous, or, you know, because she obviously is in the world of entertainment. She's going to be around other men. Yeah. Um, but they really, the media was so hard on her in a way that they would never be to men. And you see, it's like, you know, we're watching all of this stuff. 20 years later, and we're like, holy smokes, I cannot believe the way this teenage girl was treated by America, by the media, by the paparazzi. Mm -hmm. No, You know, no one thinking of her or her best interest or how this might impact her. Well,
0: they look at her with dollar signs. Exactly. Not just her record label and her manager and all of that, but the media, too. Yeah. I mean, the best stories makes them so much money. The
2: best part of this... Documentary. It was, it was really good, but there was one part when Larry King's having an interview, and mm. they're the, everyone's everyone's profiting. The paparazzi, everyone, She's the everyone's of every joke. making mm. money, and they're getting millions for photos are in gas stations and crazy stuff. And then and then Michael Moore, at the end of the interview, goes, "Can't we just leave her alone? Like, what are we doing? She just had a kid. Everyone's following. Her. And then it kind of cuts away, and we're like." Jesus Christ, right? Like, I mean, like, Michael Moore
3: speaking the truth. He you was know, right? just like,
2: why can't we just leave her alone? But like it's it's a there's a whole economy behind it. But um anyway, but it's
3: uh, let me just wrap it up. It's interesting <laughs> to see now, we're just now shining a light twenty years later, however many year ten years later, mm. on how poorly this young girl was treated in America. Never would have happened to a guy. And and because as a result of all of this abuse that mm. she took at the hands of the media, she obviously was you know, suffering from depression, maybe postpartum, whatever. Like she may have had some, like a, uh, what do they call, like a nervous breakdown, or so. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people go through phases in their life, and now we have it, it's very much like a part of the conversation to destigmatize mental health and mm-hmm. and all of these things. But this is brand new, and we're looking back, like all of this stuff of her being, you know, her actions being disapproved of by the American public and and all of this outrage directed at her being fed by the media is what led to her conservatorship, which she has now been in for the past 12 years or whatever. And I think like in the same way, we're still making those mistakes, right? We're still as a country, as a collective, making those mistakes, judging women for things that they do not deserve to be judged for. Well, we live in the
0: patriarchy.
3: Don't look at me! <laughs>
0: she looked right at me. The same
3: way. And I wonder if ten, ten years from now, what documentaries will say? You know, yeah. obviously we're we're growing and we're learning and we're making moves, but not fast enough.
0: No, definitely. Well, not. we're
2: having the conversation, and that's a start. I wanted to promote your Instagram. Yes, it's at Look at Me. I'm Shannon D. Mm-hmm. And I and I did you get the Instagram story I sent you? I no. sent it to you a little while ago. You had an Instagram story of a plant, of a hanging plant. Oh yeah, today. Tasha, yeah, today. Yeah, Tasha's. Obsessed with her hanging plants. Oh. So I was like, I thought it was very funny. So I've got several connections. I'm uh, obsessed. You guys are with Christi- Christina anguilera turtle ferns, with, <laughs> with hanging so plants. So you guys have uh, got more in common than you might have thought. <laughs> um, anything else we can promote? We'll put the link to your, your the YouTube uh, mini yeah, um, series. Yeah. My web series. Yeah. Not and from then-
0: around here. And then the Instagram is not from around here. And the Um, the O in around is a zero. I mean, it's just in my bio of my Instagram, so you can just go to my Instagram. But, um, yeah, it's a sci-fi comedy, but you don't have to like sci-fi to be into it. It's kind of like broad city workaholics, like kind of new girl humor. And, um... You'll, yeah. get, you'll get some
2: supportive commenters from our group because we have some really nice people that have been so oh, generous. Awesome. So I know yeah, that you will be like, Who's so and so? And I'll be like, You're getting peanut butter. It's coming. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but um, yeah, thanks again for coming on. Butter. And hopefully you can come back on when we're on our new, our Palm Springs like backyard oh, yeah. that we're creating at our new Their place. Their new
0: place is really nice. We're, I saw pics. Yeah,
2: we're so excited for that. And um, yeah, uh, so that, anything, Tosh, you need to promote over there,
3: Miss Tosh? No, Mark? nothing to promote. Instagram at Tosh Courtney. Uh, yeah, yeah, and we're
2: going to be making, um, you know, Tasha and I are going to be making our new uh, new house tour and renovation Ooh, videos. So I know nice. some people love that renovation porn. Yes. So you can go tune in for that. But uh, that's it from us. I'm at D Niels, D N E A L Z, on Instagram. If anyone wants to go follow me over there. But uh, thanks again for being on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. This Bye, was so fun. Bye, everybody. Bye. Oh my my a
1: solid now. Shake it wow. like All right. S A.